Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? Well, Tyler, I feel like I'm chilling on top of a mountain. Oh, so high up and in the freezing fucking cold. Welcome oh, to New York. Good. Well, we're going to take a quick trip down to hell where we got to talk about some bad movies. And it's nice and toasty down there. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone listening, next episode, We'll talk about what what made us smile, what you know, what brought joy to our faces when we watched movies last year. These aren't the ones. These aren't the ones not you're looking even, for. These aren't the films you're looking for, let alone droids. Not even close, bud. Not even close. So we both got our three worst movies of the year. However, we both have an agreement on which one of them is pretty bad. So, Mike, take it away. What is one of our worst movies of 2021? Well, to keep this short and sweet, because we can shit on this all throughout 2022, but it is Halloween Kills, a.k.a. Kills the Franchise. Evil dies tonight, more like franchise dies tonight. Absolutely, man. I mean, this movie has disappointed me further than, I don't know, maybe getting like a participation trophy. This movie just fucking, 2018 was just so good. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Okay. Oh, hold on. Those those aren't all that works of art either. This is this is actually worse than worse than that. I think I'd rather watch the first Rob Zombie Halloween than Halloween Kills because some of the shots were beautiful in the film. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Music was still good. I ain't got yeah. no issue with the music. Yep. the The problem is where they took the fucking story. Yeah. Yeah, a script really can make or break a film, and this script uh, not only killed its own it, it, itself, it uh, chopped the legs off the momentum the 2018 Halloween brought back. Everyone was so excited where this trilogy was going to go, and I don't know if I speak for you, but at least for me at this point, I don't really care. Like I'm not, it's not even on my radar. Halloween ends. It's coming out this year. Honestly, what if we're looking at it the wrong way? Maybe this was their plan once and for all, to make sure no more remakes ever happen of this franchise. Halloween kills the franchise and Halloween ends the franchise. No, It's going to leave such a bad taste in everyone's mouth that no one's going to want to touch that but they should, for a long time. They work in Hollywood. They're smart enough to know that doesn't matter. It's a horror franchise. If there's one, fran- if there's one genre of films that gets rebooted to all hell, it's horror films. How many Jason films? How many Nightmare on Elm Street films? Whoa, 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 how, whoa, how many whoa, whoa, Exorcist whoa. films? Whoa, hold, hold on. So that's where I'm going to slow your roll. There's a lot of fucking films there, but there's a lot of Halloween films. How many reboots did each of those franchises do? One each. I, I didn't even get to the one Halloween reboot. one. We're on the, like, do, do you count 2018 as like a reboot? It's a soft reboot. It's it a soft reboot, which means we're on the third. We have the original. We have the Rob Zombie. Now we have like the soft reboot. Like this well, is... hold on. Don't forget about H2O and Resurrections. Technically, that was a soft reboot as well because it rebooted the storyline after uh, okay, two. Yeah. So, okay, so four semi, if not full-blown reboots, depending on which films you're looking at. Yeah, Friday the 13th got one directed by Michael Bay's production, or sorry, produced by Michael Bay's produced, production yeah. company, Platinum Dunes. And they also did the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. They each got one. You're making my point. You're you're making my point. Most big franchises get at least one. Halloween's had four. So what makes you think 10 years from now there's not going to be a fifth? 
let me put it this way, Tyler. How many times has Batman been rebooted since we've been alive? <laughs> well, since we've been alive. Uh, it's only like since we've been alive. Four or five times? Yeah. I mean, we can't... Spider-Man's been rebooted three times since we're alive. My, my point, exactly. Look, the only so, reason the Conjuring franchise hasn't been rebooted yet is because they're still on the original run. Give it 20 years, we'll see Conjuring re, you know, rebooted with like Patrick Wilson Jr. Jesus Christ. But anyway, we're digressing from what a piece of shit this movie is. This is what this movie does to us. We just rant and rave. Absolutely. So, once again, the biggest letdowns for this movie is just the script. It's like everything they wanted to set forward from the 2018 soft reboot of the sequel, they're like, all right, let's take away the whole Laurie is related to him. Let's take away, you know, his mysticalness. Right, because then they got a little crazy in the last fucking four movies that he was literally just the the shape, which is kind of what John Carpenter wanted, I guess. But you know, in the first one, he's pretty human like, and in the 2018, he he's a tough son of a bitch, but he's still human. This one, he's not fucking human. Like he full on no, he full on teleported at the end, tele fucking ported after he was stabbed, clubbed. Nailed with a fucking pitchfork to the goddamn ground and shot. He, yep, no, he, he slowly like, gets up and takes them all out one at one at a time. Yeah, is he supposed to be like a seventy-year-old man at this point? Yes, he is, Tyler. Yes, he fucking is. Yeah, all these people in their thirties and forties dying one by one to a seventy-year-old man who just got beaten to the ground. He should be fucking dead. Yeah, and yeah. To make matters they worse, even let him pick up his mask. He fucking. Let's say he doesn't teleport. Let's say he speed walks back to the fucking OG house. Yeah, he's power sneaks walking past, his way to the house. Sneaks past all the fucking cops and paramedics and firefighters that are on the fucking grounds of the house. They're all around the property. He somehow sneaks into the goddamn same exact room as the fucking daughter of Laurie Strode and says, movie ends. He's right behind her. Wonder how this is going to play out. Yeah, and by the way, in case anyone, you know, hasn't seen the film the way the layout works is like even if he somehow sneaked in through the back there's only one staircase going up that's right next to the front door someone would have seen him yeah would he fucking climb a window i mean at this point maybe (laughs) yeah they still didn't explain how he got out of the fucking the fire oh no they did the fireman pulled him out i guess right no yeah fireman pulled him out but same thing poor teamwork coordination they could have killed him no Oh man, this, 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 this fucking thing. Some good kills, though. Some good kills. They some were very kills. creative. Yeah. Uh, another thing that kind of took you out of the movie is the whole going after the other guy that escaped the psycho bus. Yeah. And like, like what was the point of that other than like, just. Part, part of me liked like how it pet, continued. Padding the plot. Padding the plot. That's all they fucking did in this movie. Still, like, ah, shit. We really don't have a script to make through these fucking things, so we're going to have to bullshit the second one at best. I, I will give it credit. I do like how they're trying to... Well, they were, because now part of, part of the reason like we were excited is that the idea was all three movies would happen in one night. It be one long night. And I did like in this one, they tried to continue because when the bus crashed, some people escaped. They continued that thread. I liked it. How they went about it in this movie, completely stupid with the hospital mob. And it kind of goes to your point, like, well, we kind of we know how we want to do the final confrontation, but we have to fill a whole movie to get to that. Uh, what can we do? <laughs> Which is a shame because I thought the townspeople having having enough of Michael Myers shit. 
I thought was an entertaining take on it. And I was wondering, I mean, how, how would he get out of this so you have the final movie? I kind of wish it was something better. A lot better. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't we all? I think that's what, this yeah. whole, that's what this whole episode is about. Just wishing we got something better than what was delivered to us. Especially after it being delayed a full year when it could have came out, but obviously because of the pandemic. Nah, just release it on VOD. Fuck it. Should have just came out. Get the disappointment over with. Yeah, because they knew it was going to bomb in the fucking box office. Like, fuck it. Yeah. But Tyler, let me hear your number two worst movie. Okay, so number two. Now, these two are pretty close. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to put it down as number one or number two, but because it's a kid's movie, I'll go a little easier on it. Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> now, you might be wondering, right. Tyler, Just why the fuck are you watching away. Space Jam? Take it away, because I didn't watch that fucking thing. All right, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to explain the plot somewhat, um, and you're not going to believe me when I try to explain the plot. So Don Cheadle is an AI inside the Warner Brothers servers on a studio lot. Damn, he's just, he's just replacing everybody, huh? Uh, yeah, and he is jealous of LeBron James' Instagram follower count. So while him and his family are at the studio, uh, he kidnaps his son into the virtual world. And LeBron has to go into the virtual world, and that's where he meets up with Bugs Bunny. And then he finds out Don Cheadle split up the, the Looney Tunes to different Warner Brother properties. So it's up to LeBron and Bugs Bunny to reunite the team and go against Don Cheadle in a game of basketball. And uh, if he wins, he gets to free his son. Right. Yes. Uh, for anyone listening who has watched Space Jam, you know how accurate that is. Um, now, I was excited somewhat for this movie. I know it's a kids' movie, but you know I do have a soft spot for the first Space Jam movie with you know oh, Michael Jordan, who hasn't watched that. Oh, great. Yeah, it's still a great movie. So I was thinking, all right, if we're redoing that, obviously it's got to be with LeBron. That's fine. But the fact that they were going to go a bit meta with like the Warner Brothers properties, I thought it could be good. It was not good. Not uh, partially because they kind of spend too little time. Like you get quick glances at the Game of Thrones world. Uh, you're barely in the DC universe. Uh, the Matrix well, is like the DC universe is barely there to begin with. So that uh, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, that does sound about right. Uh, so you would because I like the idea of the film showing off the IP Warner Brothers has, kind of like a Record Ralph situation or Ready Player One, in a sense. Yeah. It just didn't come together well. LeBron's acting, man. I've seen better. I've seen better from LeBron, just from LeBron himself. Don Cheadle, I hope that condo or house you bought with the paycheck is nice. Now he didn't do a bad performance. He hammed it up like crazy. He knows it's a kids movie. You know, he went crazy with the performance. I kind of enjoyed it. You know, he's supposed to be an evil douchebag. That's the performance you got. Uh, but then the Looney Tunes, I think part of my issue is some of them are just kind of straight up sidelined, like Daffy Duck. You know, Daffy Duck's my favorite, so that kind of hurts. So, yeah, it's just, it could have been better, and it wasn't. It's kind of pretty bad. So, yeah, it's on the list. Makes sense. You know, it's funny you bring up Warner Brothers being kind of meta, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Because I'm now going to talk about The Matrix. Before you talk about the Matrix, there was one thing they actually did reference to Matrix where Granny is like Trinity and does like the floating kick. But continue. So anyone who hasn't seen the Matrix, yep. It's not probably a lot of people, considering the box yep. office numbers. Yeah, well, don't underestimate people's 
willingness to watch something because it's free on HBO Max. What if they hear it's shit? Some people still watched it, man. Some people are like, oh, you know what? I got to see it for myself, and, which yeah. I appreciate to all high heavens. Just because we do not like these movies doesn't mean you won't. This is just our take on them, especially a lot of the movies we talk about are things we're fans of. So the first Matrix, outstanding film, but they gradually get worse. And this is a continuation of that shitfall. You know, Keanu Reeves, love the fucking guy, right? Does his own stunts as far as like action goes, for the most part. And that kind of pulls you into the movie a little bit better. Why they didn't utilize their greatest asset. He did almost nothing cool in this movie. He force pushed people. That was his big thing. Like, bro, I saw you reach into Trinity's body in the Matrix, pull out a bullet and restart her heart. And you're going to try to show me that he can force push his cooler. Nah. So some of the action scenes were pretty decent, but not at the level we're kind of used to seeing Keanu perform at this time. No, no, no. Let's be honest. The action scenes, action scenes by themselves are good for a standard blockbuster film. But when you have Matrix, the original trilogy, even for as bad as the sequels were, provided great action. You have Keanu Reeves okay. coming off of John Wick. Where the hell is the stunt team and the coordination for this? Just wasn't there. Everyone kind of agreed. Even if it's the shittiest movie of all time, the bare minimum people should get are badass fight scenes. And it didn't really deliver. No, I mean, again, I'm more of a fan of this movie than you are, but I'll admit one of the weaknesses for, for this film is the fight scenes. My God. And you're right. Keanu Reeves, he, 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 you know, he has that short fight with Mr. Anderson. And he's like, oh, I, I know Kung Fu. Never uses Kung Fu for the rest of the movie. Really? It's just, just a shame. I mean, maybe Keanu wanted to take a break. That's fine. Just, just a major letdown. And the story was kind of, kind of weak, in my opinion. It kind of just felt more like an epilogue for the original, more than yeah. like setting up something new, which, based on the performance of this movie, is probably a good thing. Yeah, but yeah, the whole meta thing with yeah, they require oh, yeah, a sequel, the, and yeah. the the studios want us to make another one, so uh, that's what we're doing. It's like, oh. and the Matrix is a video game that he designed in his perfect Matrix world. And then he builds a mini matrix inside of it to start the plot. So it's like a matrix inside of a matrix. Inside of a matrix. Yeah, which she creates a combination between Mr. Smith and Morpheus, who then comes out of two matrices. Mm -hmm. He's he's an AI program inside of a matrix, inside of a matrix. So he 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 he, is yeah, is that and then he comes in the real world with the uh with those little Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. That's some program he is. Fucking goddamn right. But maybe, he, maybe he's the one we've just missed. But yeah, that's kind of all I got for that movie. I mean, it's it's not the absolute worst movie I've ever seen this year. But and it's better than the next movie I will talk about. But Tyler, okay, hear well, your final. Yeah, my final one. This is kind of a tough choice. I gotta say because again, all, 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 all these movies here are pretty bad. But I think for me, partially disappointment and my annoyance at the movie kind of turned to anger. Army of the Dead. Mm. The more I think about this, fuck this movie. I'm sorry. I don't, I'll fuck stand, this movie. I'm stand by you on that one, Tyler. Well, I don't stand by you on the Matrix either, but you know. Fair enough. So, I love Zack Snyder. I think he's a great director. A lot of people give him shit. I think he's a good director. He's got an for eye- action movies. Right. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to see him in a drama. I really don't. 
hey, hey, look, if I if I can have a cinematic mask, like the look of say Watchmen, but in a drama, could work. Oh yeah, just saying. But anyway, he's got an eye for cinematography that is insane. That, All that the actors true. love working with him. And I was kind of hoping when he got a blank check from Netflix to make whatever he wants, and when I heard the premise of zombies in Vegas, it'd be interesting. It was not. It was not interesting. It was the least cinematic-looking film, I think, almost ever. The action was good. The action was good. He still got that down. But otherwise, besides that, some good performances, you know, like from Batista, for example, I didn't really care. It didn't pull me in. And it did kind of annoy me. Like, he, he kind of fell into the trap of building a universe. But yes, the first movie's not even done. Like, you know, yeah. small spoiler, but like, you're... You, Toward the end of the film, final shootout, running through a casino. Batista shoots a few. They fall down. The skin falls off. It's a robot zombie. Where the fuck have these been? And I go online to find out, well, you know, apparently the, the government sends them in to monitor the zombies. What? Yeah, you, you got that. You got the fact that a, a fucking zombie fetus. Zombie fetus? Zombies can get pregnant? Oh, okay, that's a new yeah. one. And yeah, my, my fucking point, dead reproducing dead. And, look, and then these are all very whole, interesting concepts, but he, he just throws them in. How about how people are displaced next to Vegas, right? And how the border troops there are real assholes to the people displaced. All these are interesting stuff. In all honesty, this should have been a high budget TV series for Netflix. Yeah. And what do we get post this? We get a prequel spinoff of one of the better characters from the movie. I'll give that. They, yeah. you know. Theater was good. Yeah, no, he was good. If anyone got some movie, I'm glad he did. But you have all these interesting topics about the zombie universe, and we go for a heist movie set before the zombies. It's like, I feel like if he wanted to go full-blown universe, he should have started and worked his way up. So, you know, it's it's on his list also because I expect better from him. He can deliver great movies. He's done it before. He can do it again. Well, that's true. So, yeah, Army of the Dead, yeah, I guess my worst movie of the year. Yeah, Black Widow was close to making my list, I gotta say. You're not completely wrong with that one. Oh, is it your but number one? Not... No, no. We're actually kind of rebounding off each other this year. Because my number one worst movie I've ever fucking watched in probably a long time, man. And let me tell you something. I watched some fucking... C-grade horror movies from time to time. And some of them were better than this fucking thing. I'm okay, talking about the new Resident Evil movie. God oh. damn, was that a heaping pile of absolute shit. Oh my God. Anyone who's listened question, to us for though, a question. while. Are you even surprised though? You, you know what? I had high hopes. You know, After you I'm saw huge... the first trailer. I had high hopes Listen. until I saw the trailer. And then I, that went oh. out the window. Oh. Listen, I didn't want to believe it. I'm I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. It's what got me into playing video games and on that route. And the first couple movies weren't fucking bad. Apocalypse was fucking badass. That movie was great. This movie got it got me hyped because they're like, oh yeah, we're going to the actual Spencer Mansion. And I was like, sick, sign me up. And like, but we're also going to do the plot of Resident Evil 2 at the same time. You know, like, wait, hold on. That that doesn't fucking make sense. It was good and when it, they mix two games worth a story into one movie. 
and they don't really use anything from <laughs> either of the fucking games other than William Birkin being a, a fucking CGI monster and the CGI is god fucking awful in this movie and they use it constantly fucking constantly see you, you can get like, away with the guys, little CGI if you do makeup on zombies but yeah for a monster like Birkin you need good CGI bro even the liquors look like fucking licked someone's fucking taint it was just stupid looking like it was just worst CGI I've seen in a movie in a while. They how about the characters? Huh? You talk about the setting, the monsters. How the characters? Because they brought honestly a lot from both games. They did. Leon got turned into some dipshit. Like literally the dumbest fucking person in the world. Like he is. Like, he's on another level in this movie. Leon's supposed to be a rookie, but he's still savvy and can survive a zombie apocalypse by himself that's what the second game was about so they turn him into literally some dipshit chris redfield not as badass like he did some cool things i like the actress that played as jill she was pretty good in it wesker well, i don't even know what the fuck was going on with that character was it more of a wesker right. name only yeah it was literally just a wesker name only did he, he did he have his shades we'll get there tyler oh, we'll okay. get there don't you worry we're on the ride to shit town right here. So Wesker, who's the basically behind the scenes main antagonist of the first game and a lot of the franchise, doesn't work for Umbrella, actually, in this movie. He's not a double agent. He only takes money from a third or second party company, the one that Ada Wong works for, gets a job from her, basically a payoff to go collect the intel or whatever. And he, his corruption was because he wanted money. Like that, that was it. That, that was it. Not... And he dies. He dies, of course. No, oh, he dies. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does he turn into a monster um, before he dies or he just dies? He dies, but the end or post credit scene, whatever the fuck you want to call this piece of shit. This movie really wakes... had the balls to do a post credit scene? Yep. <laughs> he wakes up on a fucking slab and he's looking around crazy. Ada Wong's next to him and they exchange some dialogue. And then she gives him the fucking sunglasses. And then he puts it on and the fucking thing ends. Like rock music in the background playing. I, I, I was so checked out at that point. I was like, this movie's just, you got the balls to just. That sounds like a mid 2000s, like shitty movie thing. Like he slowly puts on the glasses and like, it's the credits roll. It's just, you know, I feel bad for these actors in this film. This was probably a terrible fucking experience for them. A traumatized, really? That movie was a fucking heap of pile of shit. Oh my god. And not really cool action scenes, not really good fight choreography. The CGI was shit. The story was shit. The majority of the acting wasn't that good. So this movie's got nothing going for it. Also, it really does. If they were smart and they were going to do two games in one movie, you do two and three. Come on. Because they take place in the same fucking night. That's why. Yeah, I don't know. Make it easier for your plot, but no. Like... But no, 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 we want to go back to the Spencer Mansion. Cool. So utilize the setting of the Spencer Mansion. I'm all for that. If someone wanted to actually turn the first Resident Evil into a back to roots horror movie and not horror action, you would go to the Spencer Mansion. That's and it would what they great. should have done. Yeah. Less action, more horror, game one only. Boom. That that and honestly, if it's just Spencer Mansion that you have to build up set wise, you can have a lot of good CGI, hide parts of it in the dark. Still keep the budget low. Yeah. Look at Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That whole movie you can't see. 
you got to turn the brightness on your TV all the way up just to fucking watch the film. Hey, they I hit said, their CGI said, real but, fucking well. But that's, but that's not a good film. Well, neither is this movie, so. Fair enough. But yeah, that's that's our shitty list of the year. Did you guys watch some absolute garbage movies this year? If so, feel free to let us know at Entertainment Expansion. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you think our lists are completely batshit crazy, feel free to sound off in the comments. As always, thank you for listening.